Yo, I'm back, fellas. Today ain't gonna be easy one, man. I I try to cover topics that are almost conspiratorial, but you know I don't like to ruffle feathers. But this is gonna ruffle some feathers, and I'm simply cha- challenging society on something that's, in my viewpoint, even if it's. it's society has this thing or particularly social society with relationships and I don't think the failure is 40% I'm pretty sure something like 20% of marriages are successful and what how do you define success if you define success as happy wife happy life and the man's miserable and he dies at an early age from being burned the fuck out then uh, what kind of success is that Anyway, I don't want to rattle off too long without the title. The title of this episode, I'm going to dive into one day QSBs slash sugar babies slash prostitutes slash escorting will replace regular relationships. Now, I'm not advocating tricking, but I will cover this. Regular relationships are, in essence, tricking. With, at least legally, child support laws, alimony laws, domestic violence, you know, particularly false domestic violence claims to where she takes you to civil court. She doesn't want you criminally charged. She wants you to go to a civil court and then she gets paid like that. Common law marriage. I mean, at the end of the day, a lot of relationships are, are at one point or another, even if you're the alpha Chad, resulting in involuntary exchange of resources or money. (laughs) <laughs> I even heard a joke about somebody being called a Chad cell. Now, they're not involuntarily, or they're Chad celibate. I don't think they're Chad celibate, but maybe like involuntary paying a, a woman. Yeah, Chad's get, end up in that route too. All men have to pay the fucking troll under the bridge. And since it's an involuntary exchange already... I mean, why not just enter into these fucking sugar baby type deals? I honestly respect women who trick more than the women who are using the court to trick. So stay tuned. Real quick, as a black man, I'm going to go here. And no, it ain't bashing. Uh, you hood rats just flag the fucking podcast anyway. I know what you're going to do anyway. I want to cover something I heard on a, uh, I don't know the chick's name, Solo TV uh, covered on YouTube. Basically, this chick, his sister, with this terrible video talking about modern dating. Now, this chick was putting makeup on the entire video, and you heard her fucking kids in the background. So she was a cute chick, but this is likely a single mother of 
one or two, one or more children, complaining about the dating market. And she openly discussed how one of her shit tests was asking them black, uh, I don't want to say black man, she probably deals with white dudes too, but asking men for money. She's like, if a dude won't send me $200 and invest, that, 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 that's, he fails the test. Now, all women are like that in one way or another. But black women are particularly notorious for this shit. Like in my personal life, dealing with hood rat ass bitches, they—that's the black female go-to, asking motherfuckers for money. Now, I can—I—I I, I know deep down this is how they perceive love. That's what they think receiving. I don't want to say so much receiving love is, but that's how they view men. And that's because they're single mother. They can't. Seventy percent of black women, seventy-seven percent now, are raised in single mother homes. And what are most black single moms notorious for doing? Hunting the baby daddy down to the ends of the earth for money. Like I know black men whose child support is paid in full, but the baby mama's running after him like he's a fucking deadbeat, still begging and making scenes in the public and fucking scratching up his tires and uh, actually slashing. Sorry. Busting out windows and shit, going to his job and making fucking scenes. These bitches are doing it even though the child support is paid in full. And these children, I'm pretty sure that woman with the fucking the single mom of two who did that video was one of those kids that seen her mom act like that. And she has now internalized that. And black women in America, they perceive male value as somebody willing to give them money. Black men in the dating market of within the black community, they have to compete with the state. So this black woman is on all this government assistance because you please believe this bitch is on government assistance. You can't tell me she's not. Basically, black men got to compete with the link card and the daddy government check. So I just wanted to cover particularly one race of women, but I'm going to talk about all women as far as this QSB shit. Replacing regular fucking and specifically quasi sugar baby because sugar babies are the ones who deal with millionaires and shit. There are QSBs that deal with doctors and you know engineers and shit. You know regular ass men and that's the type of women that I think should be head of the line over dealing a regular ass relationship. And here's why: it's because it's more honest. Uh, look at this Blake Griffin situation. Now, I'm pretty sure the news outlets got it wrong. They're overblowing what he's actually paying. But that's neither here nor there. I think I've covered it before. But basically, he turned down or canceled the engagement and the marriage with this chick. And this bitch has got her second man on the hook. This she, I think, and this is a white woman, right? Women are like skull collectors. That they're using the family court to essentially conquer. As you hear old stories about Vlad the Impaler drinking from the skulls of his enemies, shit like that. Women, I think, figuratively, not literally, have the skulls of men that they get child support and alimony from in their closet. And this bitch got two big ass trophies. She's got Blake Griffin and Matt Liner's children. This woman. I think from both men, is making about 4 or $5 million a year. And she's owed that over the next 15 years. They said total is going to be about, uh, for both men, 
well over or just around 50 50 something million a year or and I'm sorry over the next 15 to 16 years 60 million dollars why why not just deal with the fucking sugar baby these sugar babies are more honest than regular ass women because at the end of the day, this vindictive, vindictive bitch wanted control of the man. And because Blake didn't, Blake or none of these football players gave them control, gave her control, she's like, all right, I'm going to go and use this California child. If you're in California and you're a man, please get out. Hashtag abandon California. Use the LA, you know, family court to, and they don't put a cap on that fucking shit in California, California will say, like, I make fucking 50k a year, California, if I could ask, will set my fucking child support at 900,000 a year, and be like, well, get another job, you should be paying it, deadbeat, like, California is on one, but, I'm ranting, man, I literally just wanted to explain, why the fuck, you shouldn't just deal, you, men, and if I was single, personally, I would deal with a QSB over a regular woman. It's literally a more honest deal. So, those millionaire dudes, let's not worry about them because they're in the 1%. If the millionaires, essentially the 1% of men, they can't beat hypergamy or the system how are youtubers beating the system they claim they are all these youtube alphas and dating coaches <sighs> it's like women who are like i'm a 10 which is 60 i'm like you're not a 10 you probably were maybe but no you're no longer a 10 you can't give yourself value women cannot rate themselves a 10 and men can't rate themselves declare themselves alpha in the old days, or in modern days, in modern times, in third world countries, in war zones, an alpha will be the motherfucker with the bloody, bloody weapon, bloody uniform, walking around with the skulls of his enemies, or scalps, or prizes. The alpha's not a nigga staring at his YouTube camera, talking shit. I don't buy it. But anyway, ah. Looking at how all these regular ass relationships break down and you end up on the fucking ringer anyway, let's talk about why the QSB arrangements probably a better deal. Now, if you saw, now this is a movie and not real life, but I'm pretty sure there are women out there who literally draft up contracts for their deal. But I think in the movie Fifty Shades of Grey, did they did they not draw up a fucking contract over their arrangement, the initial arrangement? Now, the bitch was a virgin or whatever the case may be, but this nigga was a billionaire, so whatever the fuck he wanted, she was going to do. And the contract looked preposterous, but I think it was for disclosure and protection uh, protection of his empire. Which, you know, is neither here nor there, but I think in, a, in practice, why not? Why not have contract contractual relationships with women. Now, I think John Cena even did that with Nikki Bella. No, but they were an actual item and not a QSB. But, again, I'm not saying escorts and QSBs legitimately replacing regular relationships, but I am advocating that you drop these contracts like, they, like these agreements. 
Uh, we all know what women want, money and resources, right? So we'll come up with an agreement of what you're willing to pay. And if a woman out there is willing to apply for the job, if, in, a, in better words, in no better words, then hire the bitch. And draft up a contract saying, you know, you don't get this, there will be no children, this, that, and the third. Or even in the contract, you can put, hey, if any children come from this, if you sperm jack me, you know, your child support is going to be this. I don't know if the state would honor that, but I wish that some way, somehow, some way, that would be the fucking system. And that's what I mean by QSBs, replacing regular women in relationships. Honestly, since relationships are such a shit show, looking at how minimum wage was in, you know, put into legislation, which has been an epic failure in my opinion, but it did kind of put a cap on some bullshit, like not paying anybody but a couple cents, you know what I'm saying? It got rid of child labor in some way, shape, or form. At least child labor laws themselves did. Let me not attribute minimum wage to that. But a lot of pretty much everything you do is contracted or through some type of document. It's documented and agreement is made between two parties. Like your driver's license. You go to the state, get a document, do a test, and then... You get that you have to you're required to carry that license, which is essentially a permit to drive. Or your permission to drive. You need a document from the state to fish. Now as a libertarian, I fucking hate that the state's involved, but they're involved. We we gotta get over that. Anyway. You go to the bank, that's pretty much contracted. Your cell phone is contracted. Your car, unless you own it outright, is contracted. But even your car. Cars that are owned outright still need to be insured, which is a contract with you and the insurance company. You have a contract with your job, I think, which I think I covered already. Your home, you have to sign a lease or a deed to, to essentially own the home. You're either paying a real, a, a, a not a realtor. You're either paying the bank or you're paying a an owner or apartment complex or wherever the fuck you live that's contracted you're required to meet certain up and with most of these contracts both parties are required to meet their sides now i guess what where it could get complicated with the relationship contracts is you can't you know i'm saying send take her to court for not giving you pussy but you can say let's say for example that contracts replace regular relationships if a bitch is being stingy with the pussy and trying to gaslight you you'd be like well uh, gaslighting is in the contract excuse me uh, so you're gone bitch simple your job will fire you for being late for being late too many times so you should be able to fire this bitch or you yourself let's say you stopped meeting whatever agreement you came up to in the contract whether it was her giving her access to, I don't know, I would never say half, but let's say you gave her access to a quarter of what you brought in revenue-wise on the month, shit like that.
So, and it's this is honestly more honest than what's going on right now because what it looks like is you have this voluntary relationship between two parties. So let's take away whatever genders and races and all that other shit. You have a meeting or a, I guess you would say a union, an uncivil union between two parties. And just kind of put on the contract what both parties are willing to do and what where the deal breaker is. Because for a vast majority of women, you losing your job is a deal breaker. So why can't we as men put in there, if this, you know, this theoretical contract thing was real, put in there like, hey, if I'm not getting, you don't want to put a number on the sex, but, you know, intimacy is a part of the, her, her part of the bar, her part of the bargain, excuse me. I'm all over the place. Intimacy. If she's not employed and you're caretaking for this bitch, cleaning and all that other shit. And you could also try to do away with the whole alimony thing. Because at the break of this contract, she's no longer providing what she was supposed to bring to the table in the contract. So there shouldn't be any alimony. She should go find a new raft, a new dude, a new employer, if you will. Now, I'm not saying men should men employ women in relationships, uh, air quotes with my fingers, but <sighs> at the end of the day, it's already an involuntary exchange because in relationships, there's a lot of push and pull with money. The biggest fights in a relationship is money then even cheating. You could be a woman could be happy in a marriage where she gets cheated on regularly if she's financially happy. Make that make sense. But that's neither here nor there. I don't want to beat this drum too long. I really need to go off in my closing segment. Um, Now, everybody who's ever had a job, especially in America, has dealt with this person. My closing segment is going to be on how to ignore, how I ignore Low IQ motherfuckers. Now, I think I've covered this in another episode, but I want to talk about how to kind of spot a low IQ and how to ignore that person. Somebody who's quick to yell, you know, a screamer, somebody who curses every three, four words, somebody who is like overly emotional, especially male, males who are overly emotional, males who can't deal with conflict. Without, you know, trying to bully their way out of it without homonyms or throwing their throwing their weight around as far as, you know, positions in the company, like so supervisor status, shit like that. And I'm not talking about my job particularly, but yeah, that's the closing segment. Had to hit some water. This was a rough episode. I try to not fumble around my words so much all the time, but I I was in a rush. I was a bit anxious to get this closing segment going. Now, I'm no genius master's degree holder or anything like that. I have taken the IQ test and I've gotten well above 
well above the black average. Now, they do have the IQ test, or IQ and race differences. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to dismiss that off social justice, for social justice purposes, whatever. But let's take those numbers at face value. I actually scored higher than the average white person. I'm not in the Ashkenazi Jew uh, range. They're in the 140s, I think. I was at 123, which the average white IQ is 120, so I'm up there with them. Neither here nor there. I want to talk about how to spot or how you can, you know, especially in your professional life, how to point out low IQs and why the fuck you should ignore those people. They're absolute toxic. They're sludge. Not as human beings. They're just sludge to be around. They're energy vampires. Especially if you are a thinking man's man or a thinking person's person. One of the sure fire ways to see that somebody's not very intelligent is that they, they, they're very loud. They have to project themselves because they don't have any real substance. They don't know how to get anything across because there's nothing in between their ears. They're really stupid. And yeah, I know, especially like veterans and people who've been in abusive households, they, they yell as just who they are. And like Italians, for example, are really loud people and they're not all stupid. But I'm talking about somebody that's just loud for no fucking reason. They're projecting themselves. They have to, they need attention. That type of shit. Napoleon complexes are a big one. Or people who curse. Now, I curse. I just said fuck a bunch of times in this episode. But I'm not using it as a fucking crutch because I'm intellectually dumb. Like, I, I break a lot. I'll, I'll, there'll be a lot of lulls and pause breaks in this episode because I'm collecting my thoughts. I don't need to be fuck shit ass bitch, blah, 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 motherfucker, this, that, and the third. Like, I actually am intelligent enough to put my thoughts together without cursing. I try not to curse a lot because I feel it's an intellectual crutch. And it's also a sign of very low intelligence. Now, another thing is, like, very combative, argumentative, confrontational people. But they aren't intellectually confrontational. I'm very confrontational on philosophies and thought processes and shit like that. Like, ideologies, politics. But it's not a, it's not hateful. I, I, I attack, I would always attack the thoughts, not the person. And when that happens, people are always so quick, especially stupid people, stupid people. They're extremely confrontational. And I think one of the, uh, particularly that, that, uh, book, no, fuck man, I'm sound like a retard while I'm talking about IQ. But anyway, you know what I'm talking about. The book that basically goes into the differences in IQ between races and gender. They talk about the, how lower IQ leads to the propensity to violence and and unstable civilizations. And they, honestly, I don't think it was an attack on different races, but I think they did want to cover, one of the main things that they were covering is why certain civilizations never rise up beyond the third world. They're forever in the third world. And that's not because of a lot of it, not all, but a lot of it is not because of white supremacy. They're like, because these civilizations are full of morons who will never rise above the current crop that they're at. But, neither here nor there, I want to talk about why why you should ignore and why I ignore these motherfuckers. Particularly the 
especially if you're at work and you have a supervisor that's one of these people like I've had really stupid supervisors really low IQ people but they you know like the ignorance is bliss uh scene in the red in the in the matrix I'm sorry where the dude had red been red pilled for years but he was such a cuck to that world to that computer simulation that he sold out his entire like his, he sold out his whole crew just to go back blue pill but neither here nor there you gotta ignore these people they're now I've talked before about energy vampires but people that suck the motivation out of you or can't even hold a conversation beyond their own ego because that's what's problem the biggest issue with stupid people is not only can you not tell them they're stupid but they'll never know they're stupid they're gonna take their ignorance ignorance to the grave so instead of feeding into this shit playing the game with these people Keep them at arm's length. I, I, especially in my work, I feed everybody with a long spoon. I keep everybody at arm's length. Broomstick length. Fuck arm's length. Because I'm not willing to engage anymore. Now, a lot of that, you could look at that and be like, well, hey, wait a minute now. That's intellectual cowardice. No. In today's day and age, I'm just choosing not to engage. It has nothing to do with whether or not I can outsmart this person. I can't outsmart people I particularly work with, but they're so stupid they'll never know they've been outsmarted. They'll just double down and ad hominem. Like I work with men who will react exactly like women, and they'll go to the shaming tactics and the ad hominems and the no true Scotsmans and the apex fallacies and all the shit that intellectual cowards like to do. But they're so ignorant that they don't even know that they're doing those things. It's almost like a reflex for stupid people. <sighs> Again, I don't want to beat a dead horse with stupid people, but you really got to keep these people, get these, if you can't get them out of your life, because at the end of the day, you work with them and the people I'm talking about, they work, I work with them. You can ghost in plain sight. That's why I respect the MGTOW community because a lot of those guys discuss these philosophies and these ideas. Ghosting on plain sight. For real, fellas. Look into that shit. Now, it may come off as weird for you to go completely hermit on people at work like where you're just silent. You don't say nothing. I have my weeks where I only respond when spoken to. I don't go seek out conversations when there's a circle jerk around the water cooler. I don't go fucking, I don't stop. I walk right past. Or if I'm thirsty, I'll go get my water. Fill up my little fucking, uh, what do I have? A Yeti? Fill up my little Yeti water bottle. Walk the fuck away. I just don't want to engage anymore. It's like social media, I think, has a big factor to do with this. Like, well, there's no point in engaging because... I've, in my personal Facebook page, I've been flagged off the fucking platform several times. I've had uh, a 60-day ban, a 30-day ban, a 90-day ban. I've had a couple of day bans for simply responding to people in kind. Like, my last big, big ban was engaging me outright. Like, literally arguing in the same way that they were arguing with me. I was fighting fire with fire. But that's neither here nor there. 
disengage. Do what you gotta do to get your paper and stop worrying about these people. Like, I'm not a hermit, but I disengage from humanity in a lot of ways. I don't really give a fuck about friends or any of that shit. As far as I'm concerned, and I, I, I've stated this several times on the podcast, I'm worried about who I see staring at me in the mirror. People who I know aren't going to go to my funeral, I don't give a fuck about them. Why should I let you stress me out? Stress is one of the things that puts people in an early, early grave. And my viewpoint is, I'm like, I'm not going to let you be a contributing factor, even though it's a very minute one, to me going to my grave when you won't even go to my funeral. Now, you don't have to say tell this person to fuck off, especially if you're subordinate to them, but disengage. You can dis- men need to disengage with women and form these contracts, as I talked about in the main part of the episode. And professionally, you need to disengage because a lot of these blue pill cucks are so low IQ that they don't even know they're ignorant. So what you got to do is just get your paper, chuck up the deuces, and say fuck you and good night. Like me. I'm out, fellas.